to all you Oklahomans who are interested in getting backstage with some really fascinating people. Welcome to Pepper's Podcast. Good evening. It's Pepper from Pepper's Podcast. This is going to be the second episode we have produced. And this podcast is designed to bring to you fascinating people from Oklahoma. There will be, over the period of the next 12 months, athletes, historians, military leaders, people from all walks of life, leaders in industries. But tonight, I'm bringing on a gentleman who I consider one of the most amazing people around. This guy is a standout athlete, has amazing stories from college sports as well as professional sports. And I wanna know from him how the culture of sports plays into his work life and family life today. Everybody, please introduce, let me introduce you to Brandon Baird. Hey, <laughs> what are you doing, man? How have you been? I will tell you, this is a complete treat for me. And as people watch this episode, it'll be a treat for them too. And I'd like to lay a little bit of uh, foundation, some groundwork, so everybody knows the history of Brandon Baird. Um, <laughs> to, say, to say the least, you, and, and this, is not, um, this is not intended to be flattery. I hope so. You are an athlete in a generation. I've known you since we were little, and Brandon, your athletic ability was noticed early on. I mean, uh, for lack of a better term, you were just better than everybody else. You stood out um, when we played Little League ball. <laughs> I mean, this is amazing. Um, I was on an opposing team, and... You were on the mound, okay? Number 41. Hey, number 41. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. So I'm a below-average baseball player. No, you're not. It has Brandon Baird on the mound. First pitch, what do you do? I hit you. Yes! You hit me right in the ear hole, dropped me, and I've been scared of you ever since. Um, you have scared me, but here's the deal. <laughs> I don't want to ruin your story, but you remember I hit you two more times after that, along now, with several others. That was just for good measure, I'm sure. Oh, and, man, um, that's so, so baseball, complete standout. It doesn't stop there. In football, you're in junior high and you're a tailback. And <laughs> before the game, so we go to two different junior highs. Our coach literally stands in front of the team for a pep talk and says, let's see if we can stop this Brandon Baird kid. And it's just like, <laughs> That is how much better you were than all the other athletes in, uh, in the generation that I grew up in. Um, looking back, there was a couple of guys that could come close to you, uh, a guy named Aaron Goins, who was from Owasso, and uh, Jamie Wright from Westmore. Other than those guys, you just stood out, and I'm curious – <laughs> uh, you you had these natural God-given abilities, and I want to know how that affected you growing up. What was different for you 
than the rest of the people who weren't given those talents? Well, first of all, I want to say what you're doing here is is a great deal, Pepper. I mean, yeah, it's amazing. You know, we've, we've got a, a couple things going on um, with the pandemic and stuff, and I just want to to give you a little prop on that and just tell you that it's a great deal what you're doing. Um, you know, I, I know we rehearsed this kind of, and we talked about it earlier, that you were kind of wanting me to uh, address you as Mr. Devon. Uh, <laughs> sir, I'm going to tell you, right, I'm gonna tell you yeah. hey, I got to be honest with you, dude. I'm going to tell you right now, it's creepy. It's creepy. <laughs> and I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to roll with pepper. Okay. And, uh, but uh, no, seriously, though, with what we got going on, this is an awesome deal that you're doing. Um, you know, I can't say enough. It's just it, it's a great, great thing that you're doing. Um, you know, as far as what you were talking about, as far as the ability, you know, um, I spent a lot of time and I was dedicated to do what I, you know, wanted to do as a young age. And, um, you know, I think it, it, it starts early. And I think, you know, family is the biggest part of, of it. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure you would agree. I mean, there's not there's not any time that that we were playing athletics uh, or doing anything in our you know young life that we didn't have family support there. Uh, and, you know, we can look at it this way and we can say uh, it might have been, you know, 50 degrees and we were playing Stillwater. Uh, that we wouldn't have multiple parents show up there and sit in the stands. So it, it basically starts with your family. And, uh, of course, you probably know I'm a big family type of guy, and I believe in that. There's no question. And I remember uh, your parents, and I still uh, – Skip and Darla. Uh, Skip and Darla. They, 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 they were at Skip and Darla. every baseball game. They were at every football game. And what you're saying is, uh, in my opinion, a real lesson for parents today. In order, even for a kid that is just remarkably talented, in order for that kid to succeed, you, you assert that the family has got to be involved. They have to provide the support. Well, and if, and if you look at a Pepper, you know, we were fortunate, and I feel fortunate, um, but we had a lot of support through our families. Uh, you know, they were there whether we, um, you know, we fell or we even succeeded. But the thing that we got to look at is they were there for the entire team. And I think it's a very important to have your family there uh, and support you. And, you know, we were lucky, extremely lucky. And, uh, you know, it, it helped. I can't say enough about uh, your family supporting me. And, you know, every single guy on that team had the support. And I I can't say that they do that now because I, I'm not around it much. But, uh, you know, that's a, that's, that is important to a young athlete to have the support for family and friends. And, uh, you know, like I said, it was – it wouldn't – you would have your parents there, my parents, everybody's parents there on an out-of-town game. And, uh, you know, that, I, I don't know if that happens now, but it needs to if it's not. One thing that I'd like for you to address, and I, I love the fact that you're recognizing now the integral part that a family plays in a young athlete's life. But what about the little things that evolved you 
into the person you are today. For example, um, it had to have been uh, imprinted on you at a young age that you're the go-to person in a game that's tight. In other words, um, as on our high school baseball team, I remember when the coach would call you onto the mound, there was literally a sigh of relief from the entire team that you have things under control. I mean, it was um, not just support of your team, but it was um, it, it was honestly a reliance, uh, a comfort level in knowing that Brandon is on the mound, and I know how that affected me. My question <laughs> right now is, Brandon, when the coach gave you the ball and you knew everybody was going to be counting on you not to, not to do well, but to dominate, how did that make you feel? Well, the, the first thing you need to remember is, is that, you know, uh, growing up like we did, we, I can't say enough that we were fortunate to have the support through our family. And, uh, you know, we had played together for such a long time that we knew, you know, everybody's strengths and weaknesses. And uh, one of the things about it is, is, you know, our, our peer group, we were all great athletes and we were great guys. We were ornery as hell, man. Uh, there wasn't any uh, uh, lease road that we, we didn't hit. Uh, but, uh, you know, the thing about it is, is we knew each other and we built that bond together and we were such good teammates that, you know, we relied on each other and we all had the same goal in mind and that was to win. But, you know, certain, certain situations that, you know, like you said, you, you give me the ball and I'd been through, um, you know, it, it's one of those things to where you, 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 you become comfortable with. And you can't do it unless you, you, you've been put there before. And uh, I always felt comfortable in pressure situations. And I don't think that there's anybody that we were, you know, teammates with that didn't succeed in those situations. But it starts from the family, I believe. You know, you're, you're, you're given the values from the family. You know, you build your trust and, and, and you become comfortable with your teammates and you put yourself out there and you just accept it. And if you don't accept it, there's a little bit of hesitance there. But the confidence that you have in yourself and your teammates and everybody sitting in that stand, those stands, really helps you through those tough situations. And, and, and what you said just now, Brandon, is the theme of what I want to come across in this episode. Team sports are designed to generate confidence in the players, to rely on team members, and to put people in pressure situations that they will have to uh, encounter in a lifetime coming forward. And so um, that in my mind, shows the importance of kids being able to participate in team sports. And you can tell today when I talk to somebody, um, their demeanor, their effort, their ability to communicate is different if they played team sports versus someone that didn't. Do you agree with that? 
you know, I agree. But here, here's the thing we need to think about. You know, um, I hate to say athletics and team sports is a education, but it actually is if you think about it because it teaches you a lot of things as far as dealing with stress, dealing with, um, you know, uh, difficult situations, um, you know, and, and just really getting you familiar with handling situations that you're not, you, you don't normally handle, uh, you know, if the bases are loaded loaded and it's a full count and you're a pitcher, what are you going to do? You got to have confidence. You got to have a confidence with the, the, with the guys behind you. Um, so yeah, team sports actually teaches you a whole bunch of values that you can incorporate later in your life. And, uh, like I said, it's not, it, it's not the same, but it, it, it definitely, all the emotional anxieties that you might run across, it definitely helps you deal with them. The other thing that I saw looking back, uh, playing team sports in high school is you kind of assume a role on a team and your role's not always as a leader. In other words, if I'm on the mound and we are in a difficult situation and the coach makes the decision that I'm not the best person on the mound, Brandon Baird is, he pulls me, puts you on the mound. My <laughs> reaction. He, he probably, yeah, yeah I'll be honest. He probably, <laughs> probably would, man. <laughs> uh, for the record, I had a better curveball than Brandon did. Uh, you, that's did. Just, yeah. you did. Um, so what? What's important that to discuss is I get pulled from the mound in a high school baseball game. I'm not mad because the end goal is a W, a, a win, and not me performing to the best of my ability, but rather a win for the team and me coming out the best thing for the team. And those transitions those roles that people assume, um, there's a life lesson there, man. Um, tell me, tell me how you interpreted the roles of different people on the team and an acknowledgement that you were without question the go-to guy and whether that's still the personality that you have today. Oh, it's still the personality I have today. That's you know that that's a given. But you know, with team sports, um, and even later down the line when it you know involves your uh, your job or your career, what you got to remember is is as a team, uh, you know everybody knows your strengths and weaknesses. And uh, if somebody at that particular time is better in a different place or addressing a different situation. That's what you do. And, uh, you know, team sports is a difficult situation to talk about because, um, just like you said, if, if you got pulled out and somebody got put in for you, uh, it's not a negative thing. It's not, uh, right. It's not. And basically what it's telling you is, is you need to accept that you need to get better in a different area. You know, I mean, everybody has positive, you know, positive roles and negative roles. And when it comes to a group setting or a team setting or even individual setting, you have to be an ex you have to accept that, and you have to get better 
at what you know you're not, uh, you know, and just uh, figure it out. And, and, uh, and that translates so well. That translates so well to lessons to teach kids. I mean, so the my daughter is 10, and I'll have conversations with her that you shouldn't be upset. This just isn't your role. You can excel right. in something right. else, and it's not a negative. Right. Um, a, a lot of people who haven't been through team sports and had a role to play, um, they, they carry a burden on their shoulders that I have to do this on my own, and that's not necessarily the case. It's not. And, you know, the great thing about it is it's just, you know, when you're when you're dealing with a team, um, you know, a group setting, whether it's, you know, uh, your your career or even athletics, you, you've got to be open minded. You can't wear your your feelings on your sleeves. And and the thing about it is, is as a team setting or a group setting, uh, you know, you know, I go back and I and, you know, people's strengths and weaknesses and, you know you got to have the same common goal. And if you have the same common goal as a group and you achieve it, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Later on, you go back and you critique yourself. You take the constructive criticism and you get better at what you're not that great at. But on the, on the flip side of it, you still have got to improve on the things you're great at. So, you know, it's a give and take situation. And, um, you know, team sports does teach you a lot, you know, and it doesn't have to be sports. It could be any type of group, but, uh, you know, it's all about confidence. I've always, you know, I had a great, great coach, uh, back in the day that would always say it's, you know, baseball was 85% confidence. I agree with that, but there's other things that apply to that. And, you know, it, it, it's, experience it's getting out and you know addressing all the issues that you you may not be great at and it's about getting better at the things you are good at and man i tell you teamwork um just taking constructive criticism uh getting better at what you do hard work determination uh being prepared is one of the biggest things if you're not prepared and you go in there to a game or you go uh, apply it to your, your career, um, if you're not prepared, you better be ready f for a, a little bit of negativity that's going to be coming back to you. So, you know, like we were talking about, it's all about one person understanding where they need to get better at and, uh, you know, just being positive during that time. Now, so... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, next chapter. <laughs> we, we literally noticed that your athletic ability was gonna take you to the next level. So a majority of us, um, with a few exceptions, we were done playing in high school. And in fact, I talked to yeah, a hang scout. On a Here's the, yeah, hang on a second. Talk Here's to the, me. Hang on. You know, you sit there and you talk about my ability. Yes. And I appreciate my ability, but here's the thing. The thing that we, we we cannot ever rule out is all the people that helped us. And you were a great athlete too, man. You're selling yourself short. Um, but, you know, all the people that helped us, we started from, you know, with our family. That was important. They 
were undeniably our biggest fans. Yes. Then, then we're talking about the coaches that we had, whether it started at Little League all the way. It Everybody had a role in where we are today, whether it was baseball, football, uh, you know, our career currently. But everybody had a role in that. And we should always be fortunate. I had a guy tell me a long time ago, you're going to have a lot of people give you 100% of their opinion. And I took it. But he said, just take 10% of their opinion and remember it. And if I could tell you how many people that I talked to that gave me 100% of their opinion, and I took 10% of their information, that's a lot of information. That's a ton. And the thing about it is, is everybody goes their own way. Everybody goes their own way. I chose baseball. You know, you chose another path. I mean, we've got other people that we were friends with and teammates, and and they chose their path. But the thing about it is, is they still had support from their family, their friends, their coworkers, uh, their teammates. And that is huge right now. I really feel that. No, I don't, okay, sure. I, I don't we, discount, I, I I don't discount that at all. The, I, okay. I rant. You went from high school to arguably the best baseball program in the United States, uh, Wichita State, at, at the time. time. At yeah. the time. At the time. I could not have done that. And that's okay. I didn't have the athletic ability that you did. And, and that is important for people to recognize that there are the next level athletes and some of us aren't. And that is not a negative. It's a realistic fact of life, okay? No matter how hard I wanted to go play at Wichita State, I couldn't. They, didn't, they, don't, they don't want me. That doesn't mean I don't have a role to play somewhere else. Right. But you you had the God-given gift to be good enough to go to the next level. Well, so tell thing. me, tell me the difference. Tell me the difference between high school and college baseball. It was it's a huge difference, but I want to go back and tell you, I could never do what you're doing right now. And and that's an important point. And there's nothing, there's nothing and I better, don't that. better or worse. There's nothing better or worse. People I don't regret. I don't regret that. I don't feel bad about it. I mean, Pepper, Pepper, you are what you are. You're a beautiful human being. You're a beautiful human being. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, uh, do what you're you doing. What you, you're doing right now, that wasn't for me. You know, what I did that may have not been for you. But you have to understand. You have to take that path. There's, there's been a ton of paths that I took that I went left in the fork in the road, and I should have gone right. We all have, no doubt. And the thing about it is, is you have to be aware, and you have to be honest with yourself at a certain point in time in your life, and you have to take that right instead of that left. And you get that from your support system, you know, your family, your friends, um, just being realistic. And, uh, you know, I can't say that I was, my talent was any better than anybody else. Um, but I think my determination was, and I think, you know, I took 
took it outside the lines to become better at what I did and, 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 and improve my skill level uh, because that's what I wanted to do. You chose a totally different path and you did the same thing that I did. You perfected your skills and you got your education and you had the determination that you wanted to do what you wanted to do. Everybody has a different skill set. <laughs> no, uh, say what you're going to say. Yeah, you totally lost me on that. Okay, that's fair enough. But, you know, so, I will say this. Let me throw in a funny story. One. Let me throw yeah, in a funny keep story. It, keep it coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, you know, Wiley Stillman. You know, he had he had the he always had the muscle car, right? Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, I was I was with Wiley one night, and uh, and 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 this is something that I I got ridiculed for for a long time, but you know it, and I probably should have hired you over this whole deal. But here's the thing, uh, you know, while he was driving, I was sitting in the passenger seat. We stayed out late. We was going to go over to some friend's house and eat, um, I think it was ch uh, chicken strips and waffle fries. And uh, we stayed out late. So I, I just, I told Wiley, I said, let's cruise by my house and let's just see if there's any lights on. Cause it was like two o'clock. So we cruise by the house. Yep. The lights are on. I know I was in I, I, way past my curfew. So we, I said, Wiley, we probably ought to drive by your house. So we drive by Wiley's house. The lights are on. And I don't know if it was the Astro. I don't remember if Wendell had an Astro minivan or if it was a pickup. But you, he, he pulls out of the driveway and he's chasing us. He chased us all over town. <laughs> you got to remember, this is my fault. I'm driving, right? Yeah. I'm driving Wiley's car. No, it didn't happen that way. So Wendell chased us all over town. And we, it got to the point to where we'd slow down just a little bit so we'd catch up just to keep just enticing to keep going. Yeah, just messing with him. But you got to remember, it wasn't but probably, you know, when Wendell decided to retire out there at OG&E that I had to break it to him. I said, dude, you blame me and you banned Wiley from me for years, you know, and you held it against me. But Wiley was the guy driving. <laughs> you know? I mean, you got you got to be kidding me on that. Like you, need, you needed me to be the lawyer on that deal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Pepper wins, man. Uh, high school to college. Tell me the difference between team sports in college and team sports in high school. Uh, you know, there's not much difference as far as the 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 team concept. Uh, you know, just the, just the talent gets a little bit little bit better. You got to remember in, in high school you might have. Uh, a handful of guys that are um, that'll make it to that level, and and, and a handful me, handful statewide. I mean, it's not I'm a handful on a team. team. Yeah, you you you've you've got some guys on a team that are very very competitive, and you got to remember that you know it's you can still have competitive guys play. It doesn't matter if it's Division One or if it's a community college or whatever. They're still competitive, but you know. Stepping up to the next level, you're going to get uh, a few guys that are going to be more consistent, not with their talent, but just more consistent with what they do and how they perform. And, uh, you know, stepping stepping up from or at least going to Wichita State, I had more guys I had to worry about in the lineup. 
Yeah. So in high school baseball, uh, you have nine batters. You're worried about the three and four hole. I mean, that most teams, you most think about the, the three. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, hey, I'll tell you what. My worst nightmare would, was to face Wiley Stillman. That was my worst nightmare, man. You know, I you know I had the upper edge since I was left-handed. Yeah. But I, I always I didn't I didn't really want to do that. I just really didn't because I I knew the guy. The guy could hit, and he hit him a long ways. And I just always felt, you know what? If he ever connected, that it you was got going trouble. To, yeah, yeah I'm trouble, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, I had the odds on my side since I was left-handed. He was left-handed, but you know, going back to what you said, it, it's really not the talent level. When you jump uh, to to high school, to college, uh, at any level, it's the consistency on how you perform. And, you know, I can honestly say with throughout my my baseball career that even in college to even, you know, the minor league system, I've seen better athletes in high school at a certain position than I actually saw at the positions in college. So and, what? So why are the guys in college playing instead of the better athletes in high school? Uh, what What did you just say? The guys that you see playing oh, D one like baseball. I was saying, the consistency. Consistency. It's the, consistency, it's the work ethic. Um, you know, it's putting yourself out there and showing all those desired uh, things that they look at as as far as you know their little checklist and you know. It, you you may be a superstar and go over four, but what you're looking at, what they're looking at, is how you handle yourself on that day. Uh, you you might be batting you know 450, and you might have a day where you don't get one hit or even touch first base. But uh, a lot of times they're looking at the fact how you how do you handle yourself in those situations, and you know. One of the, since we're on that topic, I, I really feel like you have to lose before you can win. There's no doubt. And the analogy that I would give you, um, employers, they no. have uh, people that were doing interviews of prospective employees. <laughs> and I think that people that hire are very much like scouts, very much looking for they the are. same thing. I, I got to be honest with you. It, nowadays, if I was hiring somebody, I would go straight to their social media and it would tell you everything you wanted yeah, to know. That's fair. <laughs> you know, I would be creeping that Facebook just to see. But, you know, the thing about it is, is, gosh, I mean, you you can relate whatever you want to, whether it's athletics or just, you know, getting your education or how you are as a person. And and the thing about it is, it's it's all about just handling your business, man. It's about handling your business, being respectful, you know, doing doing the right things and not making mistakes. Uh, you know, like I said, you have sometimes you have to lose to win. Uh, losing teaches you so many things. And I'm not saying you have to since we're talking about sports, you don't have to lose the game. But you may have steps leading up to that to where you fell. And it's what you do with your failure at the end of the day. That makes the person, man. I mean, if I went over a four and everybody else was getting hits, I'm going back to the batting cages and I'm figuring out what the hell I was doing wrong and everybody else was doing right, man. And it, and it has to do with your, 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 you know, your career as well. I mean, uh, 
I like to be very good at what I do. I like to be proficient and I like to be on top of my game. And it's all, I think it all has to do with being prepared, being determined, having determination, um, and just taking care of your ability, you know, your, your responsibilities. Um, like I said, you have to fail. And the reason I feel like you have to fail or you don't, uh, reach a goal, a personal goal, or, you know, it, it comes down It all, what you're doing is, is when you don't, when you fail or when you lose or when you don't make a personal goal, what it's doing is teaching you how to adapt. Um, it's teaching you how to deal with difficult situations. It's teaching you to go back and figure out what you're doing wrong. And now you have to get it right. It's tough. And we all fail. That's human nature, man. It is. But it's what you do with that. Because I can gloat uh, on my win. And I'm going to think about that win a lot um, less time than I think about my loss. Because when you lose and when you fail or you don't meet a goal, what, what you're doing is, is you're, you're thinking about it the whole time. And you're dwelling on it. You win. You, you're, you're glorified and you feel great about it. And you move on. But when you lose or you fail or you don't meet your, your your own personal goal, you sit there and you think about it and you dwell on it and you figure out what you, you got to do different to get there and achieve your goal or to win or to succeed. And failure has to happen in life for you to get better. And it's not the small steps. It's not the at-bats. It's not the errors. Yes, you're failing. It's short term. But it's the big picture. The overall picture, and you're preparing yourself for that throughout your life, whether it's baseball or whether it's your career. And it's all about how you handle it. And failure is a good thing, man, because if you think about it, think about all those teams we faced. Think about all those teams you pitched against, man. They were all 12 and 1. We come in there and we're, you know, barely 500, and we just kicked the snot out of them. And we're thinking, how the hell did we do that? They're 12 and 1. They got the best equipment, the best uniforms. It's because he didn't have to deal with adversity. As a human, you have to deal with adversity, stress, anxiety. And you, you achieve that by failure, by a loss, or not meeting a personal goal. That's we, go ahead. We have we have a motto at my law firm that's basically you you have got to get a little bit better every day. I agree with that. Just and you a know what? little bit better. You, you took the words right out of my mouth because I was fixing to say, I'm doing the 30-day pull-up deal with my daughter. And I told her, I said, she said, I can only do one today. And I said, I tell you what, we're doing this for 30 days. You just have to improve each day. You have to get better each day. And if you're getting better each day, there's there's nothing wrong with that. So go ahead. I interrupt. Okay. So um, I'm interested in Wichita State. And I, <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. They're probably not going to give you a scholarship, bro. <laughs> I still got four years of eligibility left, man. I'm ready to go. Put me in, coach. Um, Wichita State, you have a remarkable career. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're the all-time strikeout leader in that conference still. Does that know, sound it could, right? It could. We'll just For this uh, podcast, we'll just go ahead and say yes. Yes. And, but that's remarkable. I mean – um, more strikeouts as a left-handed pitcher in a conference 
in the history of the conference. I mean, that shows what you were bringing to the table. And uh, I, I honestly don't know, Brandon, did you have, um, did you play in the College World Series? College World Series. Uh, Tell us about that. I, I mean, the, the I, College World Series was phenomenal. I mean, you know, I look back and, you know, I get a lot of people asking me, what was it like? Well, it's not, it's the same. The only thing different is, is you've got 40,000 people in the stands watching you. And that's a big deal. And you've got a lot of pride and you've got a, a whole season that you're trying to accomplish a goal. And, you know, there's a lot of teams that had the same goals, which Dallas State those years. They wanted to make it to the College World Series and they wanted to win it. And you have to set those goals. Sometimes you have to set goals further than what you can achieve because it makes you better. And then once you don't achieve it, then you can slowly back off and, and set yourself uh, goals accordance to um, achieving. But I'm telling you, man, I set my goals high. And when I set them high and I didn't get them, I just started backing down. But the College War Series was phenomenal. I was okay. there uh, two years. Two years. Was it back-to-back? No, it's my freshman year and then my senior year. And and it's so cool out there because, you know, the the whole town is supportive over all these college athletes. And they just just want to be a part of it. And, you know, you you get your meal allowance from the university because (laughs) they think you're going to go out and actually spend money on uh, eating, uh, which you never really do. I'm not going to say where it goes, but... You have all these people that are just willing to to do anything for you. It's an awesome experience. And I've had a lot of people ask me about it. And they ask me certain things like, uh, for example, well, our, my son really wants to go to Oklahoma State. Um, but you know what? Cala County has offered him a full ride. And that's important to me. And that's an important answer for me to answer it correctly. And I have no problem giving you my opinion. But... If you're going to have to go to Oklahoma State without any type of uh, scholarship, financial assistance, yeah, financial assistance, or you got Cali County offering you a full ride, you know what that tells me, man? That tells me that Cali County wants you there, and they're going to give pay for a lot of your stuff, and they have plans for you. They have plans for you, and I, I get that question a lot. I my my suggestion would be. Go to whoever wants you the most, because I'm not going to play to sit the bench. I'm going to college to play the game. And uh, that's that's my advice on that deal, because it comes up a lot, dude. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, it comes up a lot. But the College World Series was awesome. Um, You know, total support through throughout the the whole thing, uh, through the university, uh, the you know, the the fans, you know, even the city itself. So it's an awesome experience. And, you know, all these young guys that, that think about that stuff, uh, they, they really need to put their heart and soul into it and just figure out how what they need to do to get there because it's an experience that you'll never experience. Uh, it's just such a great deal. And, I'm, uh, in, I'm interested. I, I wish I could go back and do it again, man. <laughs> I probably do. I wish, or two. I wish I um so you, you talked about a big difference, the 40,000 people in the stands. When you got the baseball in your hand and you stepped on the mound, did you even notice the fans 
Did you even yeah, like? It's you know forty thousand man. It's uh, it's different. It's, it's different, a isn't different it? Situation. You know, we I was fortunate to to play for Wichita State, and you know they would get six thousand to maybe twelve thousand, and I, I you know that was huge, man. We'd get maybe two hundred on a big day in Enid, you know. Yeah, maybe, yeah. You know, and going from from high school to college, that step is huge. I mean, it's 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 remarkably huge, and it's a huge adjustment. And you know that. From that that point on, from high school to college, you've got to rely on those guys. You have to be a team player because they're going to help you adjust and get you through that. But I can't tell you enough, man. Uh, you know, six thousand from uh, you know a, 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 a weekly game to forty thousand—it's a huge difference. But what you have to remember is, is once the game starts, you have to be able to tune all that out. You know, no matter. For example, I I've. I've learned throughout the years that I got to tune that stuff out. And there's times whenever I'm doing my current job that there could be a lot of things going on and I have to tune that out to focus on what's at hand. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's taught me a lot. That's a skill. That's a skill that you've honed through years of athletics performing in front of people. It's a skill set. And I can't, I can't say that baseball gives you an education, but it does, does definitely give you a lot of skill sets that you can apply later in life. For uh, sure. It's an asset. It's an asset. It is. It is. Uh, you can, at my office, we have a couple of... Uh, I'm going to have to make it down there, man. I'm yeah, gonna yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, here's the deal, man. I got to be honest with you. Every day, every time that I'm off and I'm sitting here watching TV and your commercial pops up, I told you, I'm calling you every stinking time, man. <laughs> every time... Uh, I don't even, I, I probably got, I'm close to getting the number memorized by now, but it's like seven, seven, seven whatever. But, uh, you well, know, uh, unfortunately every, for you, Brandon, the, the phone number is four, 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 44, 44. And if you haven't memorized that by now, you see, how I uh, did that. <laughs> I, just got you a, I just, I just hooked you up with a plug-in right there. <laughs> I gave you an opportunity. Well, you, you know, you, what are you going to do when, when you win all the time? But, uh, you know, yeah, like I said, it, it, it's, the College World Series was awesome. I, I can only – I wish I could get – I wish I was invited to go out with – to some of these um, these younger guys in, in, in Little League and even, you know, maybe high school and just explain to them, just kind of give share some of the stories that I've got to share because, uh, you know, it, it, it's amazing. And, uh, you know, they, they're student athletes, man. They're not only playing baseball or football, or whatever sport it is, but they're getting their education, too. I mean, that's important, man. I mean, it is and, very and, important. And at the college level, especially at D1 college, that that team is not for fun. That's a business, right? I mean, it's run like a business with the purpose of employing the best possible staff to produce the best possible outcome. Does that sound accurate? You know, it's pretty accurate. Um, you know, it's all based off of success. You know, your 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 coaches, I mean, you know, they, they get paid off their success. And, of course, they're going to want to recruit and, and they're, they're going to want to instruct and they're going to do everything they can to provide that to the players. So, yeah, it's meaningful. And, you know, that's that's their career. And it, it, it becomes a serious business. And, you know, the to the and I'm not saying division one, but there's a lot of 
a lot of very, very good programs that uh, really hold you highly accountable for being productive. And that only makes sense. Because for sure it does. If you're getting a scholarship and they're giving you money for your education, you better produce. And that's the bad thing about it is, is product, you know, being able to produce. And there's a lot of pressures that, uh, you know, once you get to high school, you've got, you've got a little bit of pressure. Once you go to college, you've got a lot of pressure. And then once you go past college, you, it's a business. And, and, and let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, our, our culture, our society expects results, expects winning. I mean, right. that's what we push each other to do. And from the high school to college, we talked about just a handful of athletes are good enough to make it to the, the collegiate level. Well, after college is the pros right. and you went pro. Um, who, who, who drafted you? Kansas City. Okay, so you yep. you you get drafted by the Kansas City Royals, and I'm assuming I don't know. Correct me. From the college level, there's only a handful of college athletes that are drafted. Right. You know, I look at it, and in the big picture, you know, the the statistics. You know, for for you to come out of college and go uh, be a professional baseball player. For you to legitimately make it, it's like one in a million, one in a million. So it's a difficult, difficult situation. I mean, you, uh, it's, uh, there is a, there is a, you know, teamwork involved, but this becomes more of a business. And uh, all I have to say is anybody that's fortunate to get to that point, it's still a fun ride, but uh, you need to prepare yourself accordingly and you need to prepare and you, you, you know, you need to start doing that in college right from the get go. But, you know, we, we talk about failure and we talk about um, setting your goals and maybe not reaching them. Or we talk about losses. There is not one argument that I have won with my wife since we've been <laughs> it's married. It's impossible. And, yeah. No, no. And I'm going to I'm going to give you a perfect scenario because we, we talked about earlier, you know, uh, the overall win of the game is important. But you might go you might go over four, so you're still battling those small, um, you know, uh, competitions within yourself or even the your whether it's your career or your job. You're leading up to the big picture, which would be the win for the team. Yeah, but so the, the it, team's a machine, and every player is just a mechanic of that yeah, machine. Right, right. So here's here's my thing. You know, my wife she wants a new refrigerator. And I said, uh, yeah, I don't know. She said, well, we can put the other one out in the garage and you can, you know, stock it with whatever you want, like your adult beverages and stuff like that. So I said, sweet. It's a win-win, right? Right, for sure. So I said, okay. So we go down and look at this refrigerator. She said, that's the one right there. That's the one I want. And it's, I could turn it, I could turn the, I could show you, that's the one. She, and I said, well, that's, that's great. But I said, you know, the thing that you need to think about is, nope, that's the one. It's perfect, perfect size. It's got everything I want. And I, I finally said, here's the deal. I want you to look at this refrigerator and I want you to keep in mind, nope, it's the one I want. <laughs> Lost that argument, right? I accepted it. So sometimes you got to accept your failures. So we, we bring it home and we got it all set up. It's 
perfect. It's got the cool lights and all the drawers, and it's perfectly sized. And I asked her, I said, why don't you open that thing up? She opens it up. She can only open it up three feet. Why? Because our bar is blocking it from opening up the whole way. Now, I tried to tell her in there that uh, it's not going to open up. It needs The door needs to open up from, you know, right to left instead of left to right. But she didn't want to listen. So I did lose the argument, but I won the battle. I won the game. So... My advice is, is that uh, you know you're you're not going to win everything. It, it's 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 the it's the uh, it's the total outcome that's important. What be- I was envisioning was her saying, "Well, let's get rid of the bar." <laughs> so here's, no, no, no. And here's the great thing about it. And I didn't even finish my story, and I just I remembered this. And she looked at me, and it, she made the choice. And I tried to give her every. I tried to tell her it's not going to work, and she she said, "No, this is it. This is the perfect one." So. Uh, it, you know, when, when, when this didn't work out, she looked at me and she said, uh, it's all your fault. What are you going to do about it? What? Well, I, I tried to tell her, you know? So here we go again, me getting to an argument. I would end up losing the argument. But, um, the big picture was, is I, I actually won, won the, I got the victory. So it, there's multiple steps going up to, to a victory and that you might fail. But you gotta keep trucking, man. It's all about you're so, laughing. What do you got to do? So so my lawyer mind was just saying, uh, you should have just said, let's meet in the middle and I'll put the new fridge out in the garage. <laughs> put the old one back in. I should have. Okay. <laughs> should have, man. Um, so Brandon, you're a professional baseball player at Kansas City, playing for the Royals. Um uh, Tell me the difference now between professional baseball and D1 baseball. Yeah, I, I, you know, the talent-wise, talent um, th- there is a little bit, a little bit of a difference. Man, it's it, everything's going to be a little bit uh, better competition each level you step up to, and you know, when a when a when a player or a person steps up. To the next level they got to be able to adjust if you can't adjust you can't adapt you can't take constructive criticism you can't take advice then that's where it all stops once you think you're too good and you you, you stop taking advice and listening to uh your teammates or your instructors or your your coaches or your managers um your supervisors you're pretty much done there's not much different with your talent from college to base uh, to the major leagues. It's just that they're a little bit more consistent and they've per- perfected their profession. Meaning, you know, I can go out and throw nine out of ten pitches or eight out of ten pitches a strike. Uh, they're throwing ten out of ten. So, it is just a minuscule difference. It, between the guys that are on the mound on TV right. versus the minor leagues. Right. And your your guys in the major leagues have perfected their craft. And they take the time to, to recognize that. And, uh, you know, it's hard for, you know, um, amateur athletes, uh, even in the collegiate level, to uh, take the time 
and explore those avenues and get better at areas that they're not so good at. My, my worst, my worst, um, one of my worst thing, I, I could not throw a change out to save my life. It wasn't as good as I, it wasn't, I, it was, I didn't accept it. I, it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. So I didn't do it. I pushed it off. I let it go. I, I put it in my back pocket and I shouldn't have done that. I should have honed my craft. I should have done everything that I possibly could have done to get, uh, that change up where it needed to be to where I could throw it anytime, anywhere. And I would have been successful. And, you know, there's things that I do currently with my career that I know I have to be better at. And I address those issues. And, uh, I know the things that I'm, you know, extremely good at. I still try to get better at them, but I need to focus on my, the, the things that I'm not so good at. And people have a hard time of doing that. And they have a hard time of taking constructive criticism, man. It's tough. I mean, I can sit there. You can sit there and tell me, hey, Brandon, you, you know, you need to get better in this area. And, you know, I say, okay, Pepper, I, I agree. I understand. And tomorrow, I've, I've blown it off. Same shit. Yeah. No, I get same, it. I, same shit, different day, man. Yeah. You know? And, and so, and, I mean, there's a, there's a huge amount of discipline. And one thing that I think is a real benefit in athletics is you get influenced by a wide array of, of different people in different positions. For example, your manager, your coach, your teammates all have different input, all attempting to improve you and even the people you play against. For example, um, hitters study you before a game. And so you see a hitter standing a little bit different in a box. Uh, oh. That's that's actually influencing the way you perform, the, the way you it. approach pitch. Yeah, yeah, and you know, intricacies is worth. Yeah, right. And you know, you look at this thing, and 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 the hardest thing for people to do is accept where they're inadequate, uh, whether where they're um, they're negative negative negative. Uh, negativities are and they don't want to accept it because uh you always do what you you always perform to a level that uh you're comfortable with i mean every day i mean I, i'm sure just knowing you you probably drive down the same street every day you hang a left and you, you stop at uh that's Starbucks. fair that's fair yeah and you have but if it's if you're if you're if your routine is not working for you, you got to try something different. Definition of crazy is you keep doing <laughs> the same thing, expecting a different result. I mean, that's nuts. But people are afraid in life to um, take chances. Uh, you know, for example, since I really like baseball, I relied on my fastball, you know, 90% of the time. I didn't, I didn't uh, get away from that. Uh, I always relied on it and I kept doing it. But if I would have stepped outside the box, got out of my comfort zone and started throwing that change up more, the better I would have gotten with it. Right. You know, and, and that's the thing people don't understand is they always want to revert back to their comfort zone. And there's a time and place to do that. And there's a time and place to address the issue. And I feel like 
you know, nowadays, um, it doesn't have to be with sports. I mean, I, lo- I, lo- I love sports, but, you know, even their career. I mean, you have to be able to take constructive criticism. You have to be able to acknowledge where you're not uh, proficient, and you have to address those uh, address those issues, man. It's it's that easy. But sometimes it takes teamwork, like we talked about. Yeah, yeah, it's that easy. But Brandon is that hard too. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You have to let your guard down. You have to. Uh, you, you have to let your guard down. You have to put trust in your uh, co-workers or, or your teammates. And uh, it's a huge deal. And it's not easy to do because you always want to revert back to what got you yeah, success. You're, you're, yeah. And so, so I got a couple hard questions. No. Uh, well, there's, yeah. No, this yeah. is, this is a, yeah. a hard question. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, you played for the Royals. Did you ever make it to the show? Which is no. Okay. No, I did not. I want to know. I want to know why you think you didn't. Um, you know, when I went to my last spring training, and uh, you know, for ever since I've been 13 years old, I wanted to be a major league baseball player. You know, and that was the one thing on my mind. And there was a lot of things, consequently, that uh, I blew off from 13 to. Whatever, however old I was, 28, that I probably wouldn't have blown off now. Um, but, uh, and it's it's a tough road. It it really is a tough road. Um, if you, you know, if you're com- if you're comfortable, and I, I know this is difficult because I, I mean, you were you were this close. I think uh, what. I, you know, I don't think it was I don't think it was my ability so much. I think it was more or less the total package. And just like I was saying earlier, I think there's a lot of high school guys and even college guys that that I was around and played with that uh, had better talent or equal talent to the guys that actually went you know went on. Um, it's all about opportunity. That and is that I agree with that. It's all uh, about it's all about opportunity. And the thing about it is, is when you get that opportunity, you have to take advantage of it. You know, people like to say, you know, you're a kiss ass. No, you're not a kiss ass. You know, to me, a kiss ass is totally different than what I would be, because what I would be is having fun and appreciating my situation of what I'm doing right now and everybody that's, that's associated with me. I don't think that's kissing ass, but I don't think it was my ability so much as far as to strike people out because I, I, I've, I feel like I've struck out. A, well, I know I have, I've struck out a lot of very, very, um, uh, good players throughout the time that I was actually throwing the baseball and, uh, you know that that tells me I can I can get a big leaguer out that's played for, you know, fifteen years because I I did it then I probably couldn't I could probably still do it now but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know that's another we'll, we'll get back to that one but uh you know it it's it's all about opportunities and like and I said luck. I mean there's luck too there is a, it's a whole lot of luck life has 
lucky lightning strikes. And yeah. hey, I, there's, I, you know, when you get struck three times by lightning, you're doing something wrong, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it is, but you know, that's just I'm just saying. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, it it's it's a uh, you, you know, life gives you opportunities. It does. It gives you opportunities. And uh, when it does, whether it's sports or career-minded, uh, you got to take advantage of it. you got to go in 110%. Because that 10% might make the difference. And you'll make mistakes, and you'll mess up, and yeah. you take those, and you learn from them. Exactly. And what, what I... What I think you learn in your baseball career from college to the Royals is nothing is smooth, man. It's never. You have to grind it. And yeah. you got to grind it out. You have, you have, uh, and I got a good piece of advice. For me? Guy, or just, guy, for no, me? just like in general. <laughs> I, I got it. Um, the guy told me. If somebody tells you they haven't been through a hard time, they're lying to you. Oh, and yeah. so if you if you go through a rough spell, you have two choices. You can feel sorry for yourself or you can yeah. dust yourself up and start kicking ass. Yeah. And I think that having a history athletics and team is analogous to having friends and having a job. And yes, you're going to mess up. You're going to have problems. It's your decision on what you do with that. You can either learn from it. I agree. Or, or you can, you, you can I not. Agree, man. And, I agree. and so, you know, um, what we talked about earlier, Brandon, God gave you a cannon for an arm. He didn't I do that it. for me. He gave me, so. Uh, You're pretty good. Uh, 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 I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not gonna try to. I'm not gonna try to blow you up uh, since Ryan's sitting there. But I am gonna say you're pretty damn good, man. I mean, you I'm not gonna knock you at all. But here's the thing, man. You think about this, Pepper. We, every, all of us are successful. If you think about it, you know, you, you got to look at you, me, uh, Scott uh, Dowler, Wiley. Uh, Jeremy Stewart, we can go up one grade above me. We can look at my grade, whatever. But it all starts with the family. It all starts with the family and support and the support they give you. Uh, you're not going to have a better fan or a critic than your, than, your, than, your, than your family. Yeah. You know? And from that point on, you know, if you look at it, uh, and we played sports and we went to school together for a long time. Um, just the family values that your family placed with you and my family placed with me and everybody else that was, you know, a grade younger than you, a grade older than me or two grades old, you know, everybody had awesome, an awesome family. And what that ended up doing, that create that, that created a, a bond with all of us and, and it was easy for us to be um, a team player. Yes, yes. So we <clears throat> one thing that that I think is just a remarkably good piece of advice I heard just the other day, Brandon. Um, and this goes to 
how important you perceive family being. And, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of people complaining about, well, uh, you know, he comes from a rich family. They come from a poor family. This family has more opportunities than the poor family. And I call bullshit on all that because at the end of the day, it's not what you leave to your kids. It's what you leave in your kids. Exactly. Family. It's what you give, give to them. You're right. Um, and I think that. Hey, I'm going to be, I would be honest with you. My oldest daughter, uh, she couldn't do anything without getting caught. You, you know? didn't teach her very well. No. Uh, she would try. But she'd say, how the hell do you catch me? And I said, because <laughs> I've already done it. Yeah. And I know everything. <laughs> but, you know, and that's the thing. She, under, she understands that now, you know. She understands that. And, but I guess the importance is, is that taking advice from your, your, your parents or taking advice from anybody – it doesn't mean it's not a negative thing, I guess I should say, because I always like I mentioned earlier, you take a hundred percent of people are going to give you a hundred percent of their opinion, but if you just take ten percent of it and apply it wherever you feel needed, that's a lot of information and knowledge, and I don't a lot of people don't do that anymore i I took you know when I started playing um when i when i when I started after college playing baseball, I kept a journal because I get bored. Man. I, I don't like writing. I don't even like, I, I just didn't like the whole concept. But what I liked about the concept was, was I took all this information from people. I mean, I, I don't know if you know George Brett, but I, I sat there in, in batting practice and stood beside him and talked to him uh, while the position players were hitting and the, and the, and the pitchers were out shagging balls. I sat there and made it a point to talk to him. What he told me, and I took more than ten percent from George Brett, but <laughs> <laughs> I went ahead and I went ahead and, and put it in my journal, and I kept that journal. I had that journal for a long time, uh, and you know, a lot of guys like to read my journal, and uh, I took that ten percent and I applied it where I felt like I should. Uh, come to find out, um, before I actually just decided I was not going to play baseball anymore. My journal came up missing. I know somebody took it because it was valuable, man. It was full of all kinds of cool information. You know, funny times, uh, information from George Brett. Uh, I mean, you could, I mean, you just don't get that. But I took the time to collect all that information. Could I apply it? Uh, you know, I, there were some things that I could. A lot of it I could. But it's, it's the prep, preparation whether it's sports or whether it's life or whether it's your career, it's the preparation that makes the difference. And that applies to family life. That applies to work life. Yeah. That applies to totally, hobbies. Man. Totally. I just, I just think a lot of times, you know, we, we get wrapped up in things. I mean, I know this pandemic is, you know, it's kind of a bullshit deal. I hate it. And it's keeping me from going to Walmart. <laughs> Because I'm like, hey, it's keeping me from going to Walmart, man. I love going to Walmart because I'm like, I love going. It's it's like going to the zoo, man. You can see all kinds of. Stuff. But uh, yeah, I just killing me to go. I can't. I feel like I'm locked up and I can't go to Walmart. And you know, anyways. Um, but this pandemic thing, man, it's bullshit. It's got people all jacked up, and you know, they're concerned and they're paranoid, and you know, we got 
guns and ammo flying off the shelf. We got to, you know, the, the election and, you know, we got to do what we got to do as society to, to get rid of this damn thing. If we got to wear masks, let's wear the mask. Team player. Be a team player. Let's wear the goddamn mask. It's not that hard. I hate wearing it. I totally hate wearing it. But if it helps, or if there's a chance it helps, let's wear the goddamn mask. And I hate to say the GD word, but that's how passionate I am about it. Let's get this shit over with so I can go to Walmart and go people watching. So what what you see as someone who has a lifetime of being on a team sports, you see historically people all working together for an end result. And when you see these guys at Walmart with no mask, that frustrates you because they're not playing on a team. It it bothers me a little bit because, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a doctor. uh, And I don't want to be one. I... I want to get back to normalcy. And if there's a chance that a mask can help, let's put the damn thing on, man. They provide them right there as you walk in the door. I mean, I got a lot of buddies that say, I don't want to wear a mask. It's all about this. And But and I'm not a firm believer either, but gosh darn, man, if the mask yeah. helps, let's and put it know, on. When, when, the, um, when the quarantine started, what Mar- April ish, March, April. Hey, let me tell you a secret. If the toilet paper goes out of the picture again, here's the deal. The first <laughs> time when the toilet paper went out, it, we here's what I figured out, and I'm not a smart guy. The toilet paper was gone. You go into Walmart, you go into Dollar General, the toilet paper's gone. What's sitting right next to the toilet paper? Kleenexes. Oh. Kleenexes. <laughs> Kleenexes with lotion. If that's not the next best thing, I don't know what it is. And I, I asked the lady at the deal, I said, they're taking the toilet paper. But I said, you're 100% full on Kleenexes. And it's got lotion. What's wrong with these people? Am I seeing a different picture here? I mean, I don't know. I mean, what is it? Let's not panic. You know, we, we've been taught throughout our life. Not let's Like I was saying earlier, let's don't panic about this stuff. No, we come together as a team. Uh, we did um, a spot. I, I don't remember which news station it was. I think it was Fox, and had five or six different people. And we did a, a spot as a public announcement that said we're all in this together. And yeah. that was really interesting to me because at the end of the day, I think we lose sight sometimes as a society that we're actually all in this together. And if you You're take right. a bigger bird's eye we're on the same team and well, it's a bigger picture for sure yeah. and i mean you know i gotta be honest with you there there was times where i didn't like laying down the sacrifice bunt to get somebody to second base you know to bunt him over to second base because it was taking an at bat away from me i was kind of being selfish a little bit i did it and then we got a guy in the scoring position and the next thing you know, uh, Dama comes up, hits a double, and the guy comes in to score. Yeah. And I'm thinking, huh, I could have been a little bit more of a team player and just not had a negative attitude about it, you know? And to kind of close the loops on this episode, <laughs> I'll tell you inside story. We started this off by talking about when you and I first met on the baseball field and you were on the mound and I was hitting against you. Oh, I nailed you three times, man. You deserved it. 
the coach told me to lean into the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but here's here's the flip side of that. Another lesson that I learned. You know, I had just started pitching, and I, I threw pretty hard for a little dude. Yeah, you did. But I hit you three times, and I think I hit Dalma one. So I hit, I almost hit the whole team. But I was upset because I felt like I hurt you guys. You know, and I just started pitching, and uh, my dad comes out. Of course, you know, uh, my dad. He's gonna rip. He's gonna get. He's gonna lecture me a little bit. Uh, yeah, and, and Brandon, uh, don't lose that thought. I just want to tell everybody listening. Uh, we're talking. 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, Eight, somewhere 12, there. Maybe 12. Yeah. And and you were throwing 85, 90 miles an hour. <laughs> no. yes. hey, so but here's the that, deal. that's true. Hey. So there, just so everybody knows, we're not talking little league lob ball. You no. were a phenom and the ball was coming <laughs> in at about 85. Hey, yeah. so here's the deal. I appreciate that. But that wouldn't uh, actually, that's not exactly the truth. But um, so my dad comes out and he, he lectures me. And then my Goki, which he was he was coaching the team, he comes out and he said, Brandon, let me tell you something. You've hit four kids. <laughs> you, you, you made them all cry. You're crying. He goes, I want you to quit crying. You're going to be a pitcher someday. So what I do? Did I accept it? Did I not go home and try to get better? I did. So I, when I played you guys again, I didn't hit anybody. But that's the kind of shit you got to do. You got to take yeah. responsibility yeah. To, to, to get better, whether it's baseball, life. Because your- it, with, 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 your, with your talents on the mound, you're throwing, let's say, 90 miles an hour. It doesn't mean probably, shit. Probably 102. Probably it, 102. But it doesn't mean anything unless you're throwing strikes. Right. Yeah. You see what I'm going at? So right. even though um, people, for example, people with um, – just enormous IQs, unless it's focused and honed, it's useless. It's useless. It's your skill set. It's your skill set. And, and I think, you know, the determination getting better as a a person, whether it's a baseball player or or somebody in society or or something with your career. A dad. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we need to be focused on. And, you know, this, You've got to get better and you've got to, you've got to let, you got to drop your guard and let people in. That's the only way you're going to get a hundred percent. And you got to be willing to um, work as a team and be a team player. And, and that's, that's just the way life is. I mean, we can't, we can't go to, uh, we can't go, go to Academy and we can think we're going in there as a single, but by the time it's all done, we're, we're a team player. And there's nothing we can do about it. Life is about being a team player. And, yeah, I mean, I couldn't go in there and buy that ammo, ring it up myself, put it in the sack, and leave. No, but that makes it, sense. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's about being a team player. And then the other thing about it is, is having a great attitude. Um, just having a great attitude in life, no matter and, what's going on, is and, and, important. And trust. Trust. Uh, the, the two yeah. things that get under my skin, hypocrisy <laughs> and people that, won't, that, that, that lie. And there's no excuse for that because nobody's better than I've anybody. Tonight, especially about calling you Mr. De- uh, Devon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, man. 
you're you're right and and like i said earlier you know it's important that you're doing this uh you're going to be able to get you know people on that that can you know just open another light to maybe somebody no no you, you coming on as the first guest for this podcast has been a treat for me and yes you're fun you everybody needs a brandon in their life but to be honest with you, Brandon, I learned something tonight. You made me a better person, and I appreciate what you talked about. I really do, I, and I mean that. Well, I appreciate it, and you know, I, you and I have always been pretty tight, been honest with each other, and uh, I would never, I probably wouldn't have done this for anybody else but you, but uh, you know, it, it's amazing thing what you're doing. Uh, you you got some great support there with uh, with uh, Ryan, uh, fantastic guy. Uh, he's determined, he's uh, motivated, and uh, you know you guys can really make a difference in a lot of people's lives. Yeah, by, uh, doing what you're doing. We're gonna continue doing two podcasts a month over the year, and uh, I'm expecting at least two twice a year. I'm invited. <laughs> and I, you know, you can you kind of came up with this the questions, but I think next time, uh, you know, me and Ryan are gonna get together and we're gonna own shit. Ah, uh, <laughs> the coin, yes. Yeah. The tides are and, gonna change. Yeah. Um, so. Brandon, let's end it there. I do yeah. appreciate your time. I appreciate hearing from a professional athlete about how the lessons you learn through athletics translate to everyday life to family to work and man you're one of a kind i appreciate everything well i'd just like to say one more thing before i leave uh you know um losing failing uh maybe not meeting your expectations personally um it's all about what you do after the fact that matters and anybody that's listening to this i hope you uh, i encourage you to uh just deal with it and become a better uh, person or whatever you're trying to do um, with that that failure um, and just remember there's a lot of little steps to getting up to the victory and um, I appreciate you Pepper having me on I hope I hope we can at least do it I, I plan on doing it like two times a year um, <laughs> all right you, you owe me a 12 pack for this because uh, I was going to be super honorary tonight and just start blasting people uh, you know, the great thing about it is my dogs were totally quiet. Uh, I, I'm going to have to give them treats after this. Uh, <laughs> I probably will drink a beer after this just because the fact that you, uh, said that I shouldn't drink a beer while I'm doing this, uh, probably, you know, just, you know, one of those things, um, a bad reflection of myself, but, uh, <laughs> like I said, Brian, great guy, uh, Pepper Devon, you're, you're doing a remarkable job in what you do. You're an awesome guy. I know you got a large following. Um, hopefully, uh, you can get some more people on here. Catch me uh, next time, and it'll probably be a little bit more ornery. Um, but, uh, hey, what do you do? You just keep winning, man. Keep winning. If you can't keep winning, what do you do? You make an adjustment so you can keep winning, man. That's what I it is. I love it. Brandon, thank you, man. I appreciate you, dude. Love you, man. You. See ya. Call me anytime. I'll be on. Ryan? You owe me a 12 pack. <laughs> pe pe pepper, pepper's pushing it off on you. That's right. Yep. And I'll, I'll see you in Baltimore tomorrow. Catch gotcha. you. All right, man. <laughs>